At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. To first strike here on Visa. I'm your host, Dave Ross. For the next hour, we're going to break down a very interesting main event between Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Kevin Big Mouth Holland. Should be a very intriguing welterweight matchup to help me do just that. Lou Finicaro is going to join us, as he always does. Jordan Sherwood, Kevin Ioli, and Dan Vreeland on the program today. But without further ado, let's bring in the man. You can follow him on Twitter as I do at Gamblu and the host. Of the About Business Podcast, Lou Finicaro is back. Shameless plug, you got to listen to Lou and I each and every Tuesday, First Strike, First Look. Because, Lou, you really do. You try to get ahead of the numbers and see what you can find on Tuesday. And then when we have this conversation on the Fridays, you really do a great job of looking at those weigh-ins and seeing who's maybe struggled to make weight today. Has there been any change from what you saw because of what you saw on the scales today? Well, first of all, Dave, this is a great program and really well produced by you and the VEASAN uh, staff, and I want to thank you for having me on. Uh, weigh-ins today, pretty uneventful. Most everybody raced right through. Phil Rowe, a fighter I released on the digital magazine earlier in the week, uh, missed weight by two and a half pounds for a welterweight limit of 171. So that's a pretty substantial miss. He's a huge guy anyway. Missing by two and a half pounds, it, it, at least he waited until five minutes before the weigh-in process was over to go out and do it. But it's it's my feeling this is a, a fight in his backyard. If anything, he didn't kill himself to make the weight once he knew he wasn't going to. And that two and a half pounds 
is a huge advantage for him. A good point against that uh, Nico in that Nico Price fight. That's now a catchweight bout now uh, because Philip Rowe did not make that weight. So again, it does not deter you from that release on Tuesday because again, sometimes even though we don't like to see that and you like to see these fights happen the way we, they're supposed to happen in the right weight class, that's not going to be a detriment to, to Rowe now that this is officially a catchweight. No, in, in fact, Dave, I think it's advantage row. And I'm not saying that he pined to do it because he waited until the end of the weigh-in process. He he could have and most likely just had a bad cut. Mm-hmm. That said, the advantage is his one way or another. Price, the reason I'm on row to begin with, is a little bit of a reckless guy anyway. And he may be reckless in taking this fight with uh, Roe anyway. Yeah, it could be a very entertaining catchweight bout. Whenever you have the carpenter in there, Lou Clay Guida, you know what he's going to try to do for three rounds, right? He's going to try to outwork his opponent, this opponent being Scott Holtzman here. I've seen this number drift up since our conversation. A lot of money coming in on Holtzman now. I believe it's as low as plus thirty when we talked on Tuesday. Now it's up to plus forty-five for the carpenter, Clay Guida here. Is the old man at 40s. Hey, Holtzman's no spring chicken at 39. Is Clay Guida live in this fight? Well, when you look at the clash, Dave, you got a guy in Holtzman, ex-hockey player, really good athlete. Looks like he's chiseled out of marble. <laughs> uh, and, and, he's, and he's strong, got a good beard. He's durable. But the last thing that comes to a guy on skates is wrestling ability, specifically takedown defense. Clay Guida, uh, the ever-ready battery guy, uh, he keeps going and going. He's got cardio unending, and he's primarily a wrestler, though he's developed other skills in the last 20 years. He's been a professional mixed martial artist. Uh, Guida's going to try and smother him, mute his uh, strength and his punches by getting in close, making him effort. Uh, Holtzman's had some gas problems late. I think this is a good spot for Clay Guida. Oh, by the way, Another guy that lives in Florida fighting in front of his people in Orlando. I think we have every reason to believe we'll get Guida's absolute best. And plus 145 makes it a little bit of icing on the cake as far as I'm concerned. When I look at the prop here for Clay Guida to win via decision, which is plus 215, is there another way he could actually win this fight? Because you see 10 to 1, KO, TK, or DQ, or getting a sub is 13 to 1. But those longer shots for method of victory would it make even more sense if you like the Guida side to go plus 215 via decision? I can't see him getting Holtzman out of there. Uh, so TKO KO's out. Submission plausible uh, because Guida is going to have to get him to the ground. Mm-hmm. And from there, it's going to be Holtzman fending him off. So I would lean to submission, but I don't want to get too cute. Uh, it's, again, the old kiss uh, <laughs> uh, syndrome. Keep it simple, stupid. Absolutely, Lou. And again, I know sometimes people go, well, maybe I'll, I'll nibble at the plus 215 and then all of a sudden you get that sub. So it's already good plus uh, price money right now, plus $1.45 if you like the Carpenter in that one. I know you've got a parlay for us this week, Lou. Uh, tell the people what you like to, uh, to maximize some value. Well, I don't like to bet a minus 190 uh, to win one. I, I prefer to try and bet a unit and win more than the unit. And so I'll manipulate myself into a rare parlay once in a while, Dave. And then this one, I'm going to use a young grappler uh, named Levy. He's uh, fighting earlier in the card. He's a minus 200. I'm going to team him with Jack, the Joker, Hermanson, who is a minus 190. Two basic two-to-one favorites. 
I really think each is in dominant position to win. And rather than spend two to one, two to win one on each guy, I'll put them together in a parlay and and put one unit up to win just about 1.4 units. Yeah, Delete say, by the way, the dog against the Joker, Jack Hermanson, that's gone up as the week has gone up. It was about a plus $1.50 earlier in the week. Uh, the Joker now almost as high as a $2 betting favorite. So Lou maximizing that value there with a two-way parlay on two of the smaller favorites out there on the board, or at least, you know, under $2 favorites. Uh, let's get to the main event, because uh, this is interesting. I know you saw the weight cut today. I saw some pictures uh, in passing uh, getting ready for this show of Wonder Boy. Did it look like a good weight cut to you uh, for, for Steven? He's getting up there a little bit against Kevin Holland, who at 30 said he retired, and now he says he's back, and he is the favorite here at minus $1.70. Steven Thompson pushing 40. What do you make of this matchup here in the main event? Stephen Thompson's a consummate professional. The guy's really unbelievable. Uh, he and uh, Holland have done a lot of press together during the week. They're quite amiable and mm-hmm. jovial to, uh, together, but they're going to get it on tomorrow. Each guy trying to take the other guy's head off. It's a fascinating fight because we're not going to see anyone shooting for a takedown unless someone gets hurt. And so in a standing battle, you see a guy in Holland with tremendous height and reach, used to fight at 185. He's huge for 170. And he's going to be fighting a guy in Stevie that's used to be in the taller, longer fighter that won't be in this fight. So it'll be a little bit interesting, this matchup. I took over two and a half rounds minus the 130, but I do slightly lean to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson in this fight. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting what you said because you think about the Wonderboy, he's always had the height and reach advantage for the kickboxer, right? That's exactly what he wants to do. Finally, Kevin Holland is fighting a guy that doesn't want to wrestle, to your point, right? So when I look at the total, four and a half, is there any value in that that it could go to the over? And right now, plus money here, Lou, plus $1.45 for two guys that are going to stay, stay on their feet, we do believe, make this a kickboxing type of match, and unless you get the KO or TKO, do you see this going all five potentially? Because I lean slightly to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I see him out slicking Holland from A to Z. And I think those that believe Holland has advantage will see Holland in some form of finish. That total leans me to not only the over, because I believe in Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, I also believe that the, if you like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, you like that over four and a half, and I think the Thompson and the over correlate, Dave. And again, if you like Thompson via decision, plus 380, if you like the Wonderboy uh, at that price point. Again, just to get the over four and a half rounds here, main event, potentially five rounds, plus $1.45 right now, if you think this goes at least four and a half rounds, for the fight to go the distance is a plus $1.50, so not much more there for those final uh, two and a half minutes. The co-main event, I know you have, uh, have an affinity for Brian Barbarano, who's on this card, against RDA and Rafael Dos Anjos, the former champion. Uh, what do you make of this clash here? RDA now at 38, uh, Brian's still at 33, but it feels like a guy who's been in, in there in some absolute wars. Both these guys have been, for that matter. This is a fascinating clash because uh, Barbarina now is a legit 170-er that'll fight at 180 pounds, and RDA is moving up to 170 and probably fights at 172 or 3, and he'll rely on speed, quickness, movement, and the diversity of his mixed martial arts arsenal. And Bam Bam is going to plod forward. He's strong as a, as a mule, and he's got a, <laughs> got a head as thick as one. 
He's got a granite beard, and so he's going to walk through hell to try and corner RDA in the cage and elbow him and knock him out. And if he can get to RDA, I think he can hurt him. It's my opinion that he's going to have a very difficult time in a three-round fight catching up to RDA. I look for RDA to wrestle and get on top. And this should be a very, very ugly, boring RDA decision. And, and there it is. If you like RDA by decision, again, the former champion, 155 pounds back in the day, now up at 170, minus $1.35 for Rafael Dos Anjos to get his arm raised by a decision. And you can see here for, for Bar- Barbarana, uh, for his likes, 11 to 1 for KOTKRDQ. Is there a chance he can win by decision, Lou, or do you think it would have to come with the style that he, he implores, which is methodically walk you down and look for the stoppage? Yeah, I, I, I see a stoppage uh, for Bam Bam only because he slows so much late, and that's why I worry for him to get to the decision. Right. RDA could submit him. I mean, uh, I think if you want to look for something long in this fight— it would be RDA submission is where I'd steer you. All right, plus $3 if you think RDA can get that sub. And again, for the fight to go over two and a half rounds, almost a $2 betting favorite, minus $1.95 right now to get there. Move very quickly before we wrap it up. Tell the people what they get when they check out the Bout Business Podcast each and every week. 16 minutes of our final releases for each UFC card. We have this card and two more left in 2022. So make sure you check out the podcast as well. Dave and I on the early look and myself and all these great other handicappers on first strike. Sure. Appreciate being on and Dave. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Lou love having you on again, very profitable throughout the year. If you've been listening to the about business podcast, when we come back, going to go to Chicago, catch up with Jordan Sherwood next. It is first strike on Visa, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you plenty of ways to bet the UFC. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You're going to be able to bet on more than just the main event. DraftKings has great odds on fight lines, total rounds, and futures for MMA events. Eligible restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for the full terms and conditions. Back here on First Strike, I'm Dave Ross here from Circus Sportsbook in fabulous downtown Las Vegas. Joined once again by Jordan Sherwood out of Chicago. Oh, my old stomping grounds there for about eight years. I know it's getting cold, Jordan. Uh, check him out, Wood on ESPN 1000 and the host of the Unnamed MMA Pod. Jordan, great to have you back on, my friend. When you look at this main event for Kevin Holland against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson here, it feels like Kevin Holland finally gets an opponent that he wants, right? Like, I can't wrestle these guys. I'm just That's not what he does. We've seen that. It hasn't worked out for him. Now he's going to get a guy that says, all right, you want to make it a kickboxing matchup? That's what the Wonder Boy does. Is there danger in Holland getting the fight that he thinks he wants? Well, that's funny because I think whatever side you're on, you're going to make the argument that that fighter has the fight that they want because I could make the same argument about Stephen Wonderboy Thompson if you're on that side. He's not going to face a wrestler. I mean, Kevin Holland certainly has wrestling, but look at Wonderboy's last two losses, Gilbert Burns and Bilal Muhammad. You know, certainly guys that are well-known for their grappling acumen, not necessarily as striking, probably striking comes secondary. Mm-hmm. The thing for me with, with with this matchup is, yes, Kevin Holland won't have to worry about a Hamzat Shemaev. You know, it'll be a striking battle, which I think because of how explosive he is, the reach advantage that he has coming down to welterweight, how athletic he is, the Kevin Holland over five rounds, even though it'll be a kickboxing match, you know, has enough in his arsenal to best Wonderboy Thompson. I, I look, I don't know what Wonderboy is anymore. I mean, look, look at his record since he got the title shot against Tyron Woodley all those years ago. He's three, five, and one. It's not that impressive. And I was writing him off ever since he got knocked out by Anthony Showtime Pettis. Uh, I think we're gonna see a similar instance here. I think Kevin Holland's gonna have to feel him out with the distance, you know, get used to the to the awkward striking. But at some point. At some point, we're going to get a phone booth fight. At some point, we're going to see Kevin Holland land something significantly, and it's going to change the directory of the fight. I love that uh, that handicap because I think you're exactly right. And you mentioned awkward. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson can be very awkward in there, right? So if it might take some time for these guys standing to find their range. For that reason, do you think the overs in play four and a half rounds here really get some good plus money at plus $1.45 if you think it gets over four and a half? 
I, I'm not going to necessarily go there. I'm going to say two and a half. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to take some time, about a round, round and a half, just for both guys to figure it out. And then Kevin Holland's going to go to work and, and start to use, again, that power. And also, I think, do lean on some wrestling. The takedown defense for Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is not as good as it once was. Got to remember, he's 39, going to be 40 years of age. You, you, you lose the when you get to that point in your career, you're not in your prime anymore. And I think this is a very, very winnable fight. So I, I like Kevin Holland on the money line, and I'll say over two and a half. I'm not confident enough to go four and a half because I think we could see a finish. I might get some uh, some damage later in this fight. Again, potentially five rounds as the main event. The co-main event is very intriguing. You know, I was there in Chicago when RDA got outworked by Colby Covington, but that was wrestler, right? That was wrestler Colby. Brian Barbarana, I, I can't see him employing that type of strategy. We know what he wants to do, right? He wants to walk you down. He wants to wade in, take those shots, and eventually get you out with his power. Is there a problem for RDA at his advanced age here at 38, handling the power and the volume of a guy like Brian Barbarana? I say this about a lot of these fighters, and you know it, Dave. At what point do the wheels fall off? At what point do we see the first ballot Hall of Fame career of RDA finally come to fruition, finally falls off? And, you know, maybe that knockout loss to Hafio Faziv will be the turning point in, in this in this play. Look, I don't see a way you can play RDA. He's too big of a favorite. He should, he should be this big of a favorite. He should win the fight. But as Mac said to Apollo Creed, why he didn't want him to take the fight against Rocky Balboa the second time, the man just kept coming after you. That's what Brian Barbarana does. He just keeps coming after you. He should have lost the fight to Matt Brown, but he won the fight in the last 30 seconds. He should have lost the fight to Robbie Lauer, but he kept coming. He's difficult to knock out. And if the, if it gets dirty at some point in the fight, Brian Barbarain is the Terminator, and he could land one. So for me, it's shy away from RDA. If you have to play this fight, you got to play Brian Barbarana just because of the age gap, the wear and tear in RDA, and the guy just keeps coming. I mean, you just quoted Mac. Nobody ever quotes <laughs> Mac into the Rocky series. I mean, he had one of the best lines ever. He doesn't think it's a show. He thinks it's a damn fight. Let's finish this bum and let's go home. Great yeah. stuff by you. Uh, let's get to Philip Rowe against Nico Price. Now, we know that Rowe missed weight. Uh, this fight is now going to be a catch weight at around 173 and a half pounds here. Uh, what do you make of that? Does that change anything for you, Roe? A small dog here plus $1.15. It just gets me a little bit worried about what type of shape Roe is in. Was there an injury? Was there some sort of significant? Although we did see him also miss weight uh, two fights ago against uh, Orion Kose. But hey, look, he's 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 a high high volume talent. He's had two finishes in his last two fights, albeit it it, it took him a little while to to get going. Uh, Nico Price is, is 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 he's the hybrid, but he should be the highlight. Mm -hmm. I mean that dude is absolutely bonkers. I'm excited to see him fight in front of his uh, you know, home uh, Floridians, if you will. Uh, I, I like the under. I, I think one guy's getting finished. I, I was leaning Roe earlier on in the week on the money line, especially as the underdog, because I think he's an up-and-comer, and Nico Price you know, tends to fall into maybe you know, those firefights that he should not. Maybe there's an injury, so my absolute play on this is there will be a finish between the two guys. Both guys are lethal finishers. Maybe Roe, or maybe, excuse me, Nico Price could hunt for something some sort of submission, um, but I, I, I tend to lean off of Roe because of the injury, but I think a finish is happening. Both guys just too volatile, too violent, and, and someone's going to sleep. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down there. The hybrid is very exciting. Again, if you think he can get it done 
uh, via this, via sub nine to one KRT KRDQ plus a dollar seventy five. And again, I'm I'm curious about Roe missing that weight by that volume, uh, the number of pounds there. If he is in fact one hundred percent, so under feels like it could be a strong play. Whenever Ty Tuivasa is in a fight, and again in Chicago, saw him do the shoey. Up close and personal, he's entertaining. He's one of the fan favorites out there. It feels like there's a lot of advantages for Sergey Pavlovich in this fight here. That's why he's a 225 favorite. But if Bam Bam can get inside and he can get this thing in a phone booth, we know the punching of Tai Tuivasa. What do you see happening here with these big bo- these, these big boys north of 250 pounds each? Yeah, I mean, I think I think people are, are expecting Pavlovich to actually showcase his wrestling that we really have not seen in his UFC career. I mean, he's just been knocking out people left and right. It took him a minute to get Derek Lewis uh, out of there. The thing about it is, is that when you get heavyweights that are this violent uh, and this powerful, you get that sort of fight. And, and look, the only concern I have about Bam Bam is the quick turnaround from getting uh, the beating that he did against Cyril Ghosn. It was three months ago. Uh, that was the worst that he's looked from a knockout perspective. But outside of that, the guy's impressive. He's actually, actually freakishly athletic very good leg kicks, and he's got a granite chin. And I think that he could coax uh, Pavlovich into that type of fight where that's Bam Bam's territory. So I'm going to actually lean Bam Bam because uh, of him being an underdog. I think that he could win this fight. He's been in there with better competition, uh, but certainly we've seen wrestlers, you know, uh, Sergey uh, Spivak took him down, got him out of there earlier on in, in Bam Bam's career. We could certainly could see that again. Um, under for sure in this fight, but a small sprinkle on on uh, uh, two and a half shoeys we get because <laughs> Bam Bam's going to win the fight. It's a live crowd. He's absolutely going to do three for sure. Yeah, if he wins. And by the way, again, you look at a KKR, TKR, DQ plus 215 for Bam Bam to get that done. I don't know if Pavlovich wanted, wants to get into that fight fire with fire fight with him. If he does, it could be uh, a quick night for somebody. And that's why the under does feel like it's in play for a round and a half. Uh, very quickly, tell the people about the unnamed MMA podcast when they tune in. Yeah, it's available on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever uh, podcasts uh, are, are found. Uh, every single week, me and Adam Abdallah break down fights. We give you every single winner, top to bottom, in every main card. We do a little Chicago theme. Uh, we had a uh, Bellator. We had Big John McCarthy on a couple oh. weeks ago when Bellator was here in Chicago. Uh, certainly, Bilal Muhammad's going to be on very soon when he gets a fight booked. Chicago S theme. Talk about that, but break down each and every fight uh, for the UFC on the main card every single week. Well, uh, since I have a minute to go, then I want to ask you about a Chicago guy and Clay Guida, the carpenter here. Uh, what do you make of this matchup against Scott Holtzman? It feels like Holtzman's taking the money here. Is the carpenter live? Live dog for sure. And that's not Illinois bias at all. I mean, Clay, the carpenter Guida, you know, his wrestling is top notch still. Uh, despite his age, Scott Holtzman has struggled before with guys that'll push the pace, look for the takedowns. And yes, Holtzman has lost to the top tier. The last two guys, Gamrot, Benil Dariush, obviously, Oodles uh, in the rankings ahead of uh, Clay the Carpenter Guida. But I think Guida is, is a live dog, is certainly in play. I'm going to play him tomorrow night for sure. And very quickly, Jordan, is there any other way that, that, that Clay pulls the upset by decision is plus 215? Yeah, I think that that's a smart play, even though we have seen Scott Holtzman get finished a couple of times before in his UFC career. I think at this point now, Guida's a grinder. That's what he's going to do, get his hand raised via decision. Uh, Jordan, always appreciate the conversation each and every week. And again, give him a follow as I do on Twitter. When we come back, Kevin Ioli is going to join the program next. It's First Strike on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Start your mornings with VEASAN's newest podcast, VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. Josh Applebaum gets you every piece of info you need to be ready for betting the day's biggest games in just 15 minutes. He discusses line moves, injuries, what you need to be looking at before you make those wagers. So make the VEASAN Daily Morning Bets podcast part of your morning routine. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We roll on in this edition of First Strike here on VEASAN. Always a pleasure to be joined by Kevin Ioli. You can follow him on Twitter as I do at Kevin I. Kevin, great to have you back in the program, my friend. I do want to start off with one of the ladies' fights that we have in the card because I know that you've got to look at it here, uh, overkill Angela Hill against Emily Dakota here. Uh, what do you make of this match? A pretty evenly matched, it feels like, on paper. Oh, yeah. uh, so what do you see in this, this ladies' bout? You know, the thing uh... – 
Angela Hill is always in close competitive fights, right? right. I mean, I, I mean, I think she probably leads the UFC in uh, split decisions, right? For <laughs> and, and against. I mean, Angela Hill is always in these fights that could go either way. But you know, I I like Emily Dakota here. Dakota's really good at scrambles. There's always a lot of scrambles in an Angela Hill fight, and Dakota uh, Dakota I think has really been improving. You've been seeing her step her level of game up, and I think she's mixing it up uh, very well between the ground game and, and her strike. And I really like her in this fight. I think it's going to be a fight that probably goes to distance. But I'm just going to go ahead and lay the money, and I'm going to uh, pick Emily Dakota to win here. All right, minus a dollar twenty-five. So that's ticked up a little bit as the week's going on yeah. here with some money coming in on Emily Dakota. You know, you look at Michael Johnson, and you go, "Wow, he's still uh, back out there. He's still in the octagon doing his thing against Mark Diakise." Here, he's a sizable underdog in this lightweight bout. You can understand why. Why, when you look at the age difference here, thirty-six to twenty-nine. I know sometimes people just look at age. Uh, you know, he's he, he was with the Black Zillions. That's how long Michael Johnson's uh, been right. in the UFC. They're no longer around as a group. What do you make of, of Johnson? Is he live in your eyes? I, I think Johnson's a very live dog. I actually am going to go ahead and pick him to win it. Uh, when I uh, made my pick, uh, I think it was on Monday that I wrote uh, my column where I picked him to win. It was at plus 220. I know it's gone way up, mm-hmm. you know, then, you know, everybody's putting money on Diakese. And I can understand why, but Michael Johnson is one of those guys that he is—he really has so many skills. He hasn't ever always put it together and been consistent. But I look in a fight like this, and I think Johnson's quickness, his power, uh, and and he has good recovery ability, right? He makes mistakes and gets himself hit and into trouble, but he then can recover. Uh, he's been in there with a lot of really good people, notably Justin Gaethje, but uh, uh, Conor McGregor, others. I like uh, him as an underdog in this spot. I mean, I think, you know, you're you know going to hold your finger to make sure he doesn't make that real, you know, crush your fingers to make sure he doesn't make that really critical mistake, Dave. Mm-hmm. But I look at him and I say, you know, he's got too many physical skills in this fight. And I think it's time for him. He will step up and have a good performance here. So I, I absolutely do like Michael Johnson to win outright as a dog. Boy, yeah, you look at the level of competition. It's not even close. And you look at the resumes of these two guys and you mention it. I mean, Michael Johnson, he actually welcomed Justin Gaethje into the UFC, which feels like an eternity ago. In a and fight a phenomenal that, fight it was, remember? Oh, my God. And he was winning that fight, right, until Justin Gaethje does what he does. And you're right. Michael Johnson seems to – he's always live, it feels like. And then sometimes he makes a mistake that can be a critical mistake. But it does feel like it's way too big an underdog here, plus 275, for a guy that you know is going to be in that fight like Michael Johnson will be uh, on Saturday. I want to keep going on some of your picks here. We saw that uh, Philip Rowe didn't miss weight here against uh, against uh, Nico Price, and that does seem to – I worry about a fighter when you miss it by as many pounds as he did. It's now a catchweight yes. bout at uh, 173.5. Does that worry you at all for Phil Rowe here, now plus $1.15 underdog? It, it does worry me because, you know, Phil is uh, a guy that really was putting a lot of emphasis on this particular fight, right? This was a fight where he felt was going to be his coming out party against a guy like Nico Price that you knew is a fun fighter who's in these, you know, knockdown and drag him out wars and that. And what Phil Rowe wanted was to beat a guy like that, a guy that people respected that had they had seen fight. Uh, he wanted to win like that. And for him to come over, I think that's a really big mistake. And that what makes me wonder, you know, what was going on? Did he not feel? 
feel good? Was there an injury laid here? You know, blah, 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 blah. But I will go ahead and I will stick with uh, my pick of Phil Rowe. I had him. I think he was 6-5 to five when I made the play. Um, I think it's gone up a little bit in uh, Price's direction. But I do like uh, Phil Rowe to win this. But uh, maybe not quite as strongly as I did before the weigh-ins this morning. Well, Kevin, he's got the physical advantages, right? Because you look at it here, obviously three inches taller. And that reach is significant at almost five full inches of reach. Is that what he has to do against the hybrid? Nico Price has used those physical advantages that he has, and now he's probably going to be the bitter, bigger fighter in the octagon as well. I think what he needs to do really is make Nico fight when he doesn't want to fight. And, and then, you know, I think he has to kind of control the way the pace of the fight goes. You know, Nico's a wild man in there and he's going to go out. And I think, but Nico also needs his periods of rest where he's going to, you know, try to clinch and, you know, hold on for a little bit. I think when Nico does that, that's when Phil Rowe really has to step on the gas and really try to get the fight, uh, you know, push the pace on it, uh, make Nico work uh, when he doesn't necessarily want to work. Uh, but I, I like Phil's jab. I like I like the way Phil does transitions, and I you know if I didn't know about the weight issue, then I would be no doubt I like <laughs> Phil Rowe. I'm a little bit I got my fingers crossed, but I said you know what I'm gonna still go ahead and, and lay the money on. As long as he's not hurt, you know I mean some guys guys miss weight, but he did miss it by a significant amount of margin. So I'm with you. It does kind of bring a flag into the equation here. But uh, let's see if he's a full go on Saturday as a small underdog here. Whenever you get Bam Bam in, in a fight, and I know Kevin oh. how, how exciting they are. You know, we both had the opportunity to watch this guy up close and personal. It's a lot of fun, right? I don't know how much fun he's going to have in there against Sergey Pavlovich here because normally when you look at a fight for Taito Ivasa, he's going to be the bigger guy. Boy, I mean, Sergey's pretty darn big in his own right, right? 255 against 266 here. So it's not like he's going to have this massive advantage, 6'2", no. 6'3". So this is a guy that can physically match up with Taito Ivasa. What do you make of what should be a really interesting heavyweight match? I think when you look at the UFC heavyweight division, there's three names that stand out as kind of what I would say is the future of the division. Obviously, John Jones next year could win the heavyweight championship, but he's not really the future of the division. To me, the three guys are uh, Tom Aspinall, Cyril Gaon, and then uh, Sergey Pavlovich. I think all three of these guys have uh, the ability to go all the way to the top. And with Pavlovich, I mean, he, he showed against Derek Lewis. He's got that, uh, the hard hitting. He can punch. He's got that combo, uh, combat sambo background, so we know he can wrestle, and, and, and he has a good ground game. He's athletic. He's a big dude. Uh, he can take a shot. Um, I think, you know, it's going to be a tough fight for Ty. But, you know, then when you say that, you know, you look at Ty, and he has a way, and he did it against everybody he's fought, including uh, Cyril Gaunt. He manages to get in inside at some point, and he lands one of those big shots. He gets past your jab, gets in that uh, intermediate range, and he lands something. The thing with um, the thing that we don't know about Sergey is if he gets clipped on the chin with a big shot by Tai Tuivasa, what happens, right? That's the only concern you have in the fight. But I, I really like Pavlovich's uh, overall game, and I think he wins this one. I, I also don't think—my other play on this fight is I think this is an underplay. Ooh. Now— you know, when I looked at it, you know, early in the week, uh, uh, the uh, the uh, props weren't out yet. And so, you know, then I looked and I saw, you know, uh, uh, Pavlovich by uh, um, is like, what, plus minus a thousand, I think. So to me, <laughs> right. that was not, like, I'm not sure I'm going to go that. But so I'm going to go Pavlovich by KO. And I think that's a, a good play there. And that's how you shorten that price tag, right? So minus a dollar thirty five if you like Pavlovich by KO, TKR. Or DQ, but you mentioned it there. And very quickly, before I get your thoughts on the main event, 
Tuivasa's got game-changing power, right? It's only a handful of guys in the heavyweight division, guys like Derek Lewis and Ty Tuivasa, and certainly uh, Francis Ngannou, that have that type of power. So we'll find out if he can catch Pavlovich. Cyril Gon could handle it. We'll find out if Sergey can, and if he can, he might be able to get uh, Ty Tuivasa out there. Let's get to the main event which should be very intriguing. And I, we're all expecting a kickboxing match, right? Kevin Holland finally gets a guy that'll stand and trade with them. We know what the Wonder Boy wants to do. Are these guys looking in a mirror at each other? Is that the type of fight, a stand-up fight we're, we're bound to get? I think they're different types of fighters, right? You know, Steven uh, is a defensive kickboxer. You know, he likes to counter. Uh, he likes to use a lot of kicks to throw you off balance and then, and then land something, right? Kevin's going to be a guy that, you know, he's going to throw. He's going to lead. He's going to be the guy pushing the pace and going forward. So I think it's going to be a fascinating um, balance here. You know, I, there's no way this is going to the ground unless somebody gets knocked down. But there's not going to be any wrestling. There's going to be nobody held down. I mean, they're both in the same Pope. Bilal Muhammad uh, um, fought uh, Stephen the last time uh, Stephen was out, took him down, just held him down. You know, Stephen couldn't get up, couldn't do his thing. Uh, Hamza Chamayev did that to Kevin Holland in September. I don't think we're going to see that this time, but I think it's a fascinating case study and the differences in their striking styles and who's going to come out on top. I think this one comes down to who makes mistakes. And I think Kevin Holland makes a few more mistakes because he takes more chances, Dave. And given when you take more chances, you open yourself up. I, I like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson to win this. I think it goes the distance, so I'll, I'll play Stephen Thompson. I'll, I will uh, think he wins this fight. Plus $1.45 for the Wonderboy here, maybe, maybe making one more title run at 170 pounds. Kevin, it's always great to have you on the program, my friend. Enjoy the fights. We'll be looking for your tweets on the telecast because they always value what you say, as we do. There he is, everybody. Kevin Ioli. When we come back, Dan Vreeland joins the program next. It's First Strike on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we roll on with this edition of First Strike here on VEASAN. Dave Ross back here in Las Vegas. A pleasure to be joined by Dan Vreeland. You can follow him on Twitter as I do at Gumby Vreeland, but this man is always busy. Writer at Gambling Podcast, Cage Side Press, and host of the Top Turtle MMA and SGPN MMA Podcast. Dan, great to take a break from all of your other work to join us here on First Strike. We appreciate it. I want to get to a fight uh, that's always a fighter that's always busy like you are, and that's Clay Guida. I mean, this man just does not get outworked whenever he's inside that octagon. Doesn't mean he doesn't lose. He's got 19 losses uh, on the ledger, but he's going to go against Scott Holtzman here. Is there a danger that Holtzman could get outworked by the guy they call the carpenter? Actually, the Clay Guida fans, you know, you go back to his fight with Diego Sanchez, immediately a big fan of his after that fight, despite the fact, like you said, didn't win the fight. Um, but th- this is one of those fights where I think he's badly outmatched. Uh, Scott Holtzman, first of all, is an absolutely enormously strong 155er. He's huge for the division. He's built like a brick house. And the thing is, is I just don't see him getting out wrestled by Clay Guida. Uh, I-, I went to go look at this line. I thought Holtzman would be a massive favorite. I'm talking like 250, 300. And, and I saw the line. It was posted originally down around 145. It's only been bet up to like negative 170. And even then, I think there's tremendous value on this. Because if this takes place on the feet, Clay Guida is not outboxing Scott Holtzman. No. Uh, Clay Guida, like you said, he's a guy who outworks people. He's a guy who outgrits people. But when that person is bigger and stronger than him and, and doesn't have a history of having a bad gas tank or anything like that, I, I think he's in terrible trouble of just being picked apart on the feet. Now, you know me, I'm, I'm always looking for a little extra juice when, <laughs> when we're looking for a finish or a submission or, you know, I, I like to pick predictions based on, you know, the exact finishes. I don't like any of those here. I think you just got to take the money line on Scott Holtzman because it's a Clay Guida fight. Who the hell knows what that guy's going to do? Cause he's a maniac in there. <laughs> um, but I do love the Scott Holtzman money line here. I think it's smart though, Dan, because again, if you really don't find a pathway to victory for Holtzman, KRTKRDQs plus two forty, sub eight to one win by decision plus a dollar 80. Sometimes the better option is if you still like Holtzman, like you said, with all those, uh, those advantages against Guida, you're going to have to lay a, a bit of a price. It has gone up, as you mentioned now, uh, as the week has gone on. Could have got a better number earlier in the week, as you did. But that number, the money has been coming in on Holtzman as the week has gone on. 
You look, you know, we're talking college football a lot on the network these days. Alabama, whether or not they're going to be in the college football playoff or not, maybe they're left out. Eric Anders, of course, an old Nick Saban guy there from Bama, going up against Kyle Dawkins here. Has the novelty worn out with with who Eric Anders is in the UFC? He's a he's almost a two to one underdog here. Dawkins at minus two twenty five. What do you make of this matchup here in the middleweight division? I think it's priced just about right. You know, originally I, I was a big Eric Anders guy, obviously because of the physical tools, right? Like who wouldn't be a big fan of Eric Anders? You know, you remember the national championship game mm-hmm. and he picks up the sack and all that kind of good stuff. Then he comes over to MMA, starches Rafael Natal in his very first fight. Clearly has insane power, great athleticism, but it feels like the, the skill set never really caught up to the athleticism, right? Like mm-hmm. his athleticism carried the day so much that maybe he didn't sharpen the tools quite as much as he needed to. And he's now kind of gotten to the point of his career where it's, it's kind of like, it it doesn't seem like it's going to pick up, right? Like if it didn't already pick up, it might never pick up. Now, he has moved to fight ready MMA. I think that's a really great move from him. You see a lot of fighters moving to that gym right now and making big gains and doing good things with their career. So maybe that's a change that works for him. But at the end of the day here, he's up against the guy with great ground game, great submission games, and who does, with the exception of the Roman Delizzi fight, does an exceptionally good job of staying away from big KOs and big knockout power. I think at the end of the day, Kyle Dawkins is a really smart play here. Um, and you know, I, I didn't, I didn't get you the prop last time, but I'm getting to the prop this time. I think Kyle Dawkins by submission is criminally underpriced here. I, I see it at 275. You know, I, I've seen it as high as 300 too. Like he is a guy who, I mean, his nickname is the Darth Knight. The guy goes in there and gets submissions all the time. And Eric Anders has recently been submitted. Now, granted by somebody a little bit better than Kyle Dawkins and, and Andre Muniz, but like, he's a guy who doesn't have, you know, like a picture perfect ground game. And if you're a guy who thinks he, you know, hasn't polished the skills to go along with the athletic tools. Maybe Kyle Dawkins here by submission is the move. Plus 275, as you mentioned, for Dawkins via decision. Boy, that's a nice way to turn a negative into a positive there if you don't want to lay the over $2 price tag on Dawkins just, just to get the win outright. You, you look at this fight card, Dan, and there's so many grinders on it. We talked about Clay Guida. You can look at RDA. You know, there's just grinders. And Barbarina is another one. I mean, the damage. Whenever you, you've got the damage <laughs> in a fight, you know it's going to be one of those. you got to bite down on the mouthpiece to get Clay, uh, to get Elkins out of there. So when you look at Darren here against Jonathan Pierce, right now he's a sizable underdog because we know the damage is going to take a lot of damage, and he can take it and then normally give it back. But plus 370 for Darren Elkins here, we know Pierce younger by eight years, right? Everything else is about even. But boy, oh boy, it feels like Elkins, this might be too much damage even for a guy nicknamed the damage to take. I agree with you entirely. I I don't know that JSP is going to go in there and get him out because, you know, Elkins has proved me time and time again, he's damn near impossible to take out at this point. Even at this point of his career, you know, he's not a young guy at 38 anymore and he's still not getting knocked out. So, um, yeah, like I'm not ready to say that JSP is going to take him out of there. But look, man, JSP, since going back to featherweight, has looked incredible. I actually think he's probably one of the best 15 featherweights in the world right now. I I think a lot of people wrote him off after that Joe Lozon loss. But that was up at 55. It was in Joe Lozon's backyard. It's not that's never an easy fight to take. Back at 45, he's undefeated in the UFC. He looks great. The other thing about why I really like him against Elkins here is, first of all, he's got a good ground game. And second of all, he uses his length much better than than Darren Elkins. Darren Elkins, like you said, likes to bite down on the mouthpiece, get in, get gritty. 
JSP fights really long. You know, like I, I was shocked to see that these guys have the same reach because when you look at their fights, it doesn't look like they have the same reach. It looks like JSP is like six inches taller and has seven <laughs> inches extra reach. And it's just because he fights way smarter. So he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's going to fall into a brawl. He's going to fight smart. He's going to stay in those good positions. I don't think he's going to wear out Elkins. I don't think he's going to, you know, beat him to the point where he's going to get a TKO. But, you know, hey, who, who knows? Because Elkins is starting to get a little one on the tires, but man, never count the dude out. And that's the thing when you bet unders or bet Pierce by K or TKO or DQ against Darren Elkins. The over, by the way, two and a half rounds plus a dollar ten. So maybe <laughs> maybe the market is starting to think that the end could be near for the damage here and you get him out of there early. But I'm with you, man. That guy, he just seems to come forward no matter what he takes. Might be some plus money that could be applicable there if you like the over two and a half. Uh, you know, I, I saw today, it looked like that we had some hair issues for Matt Schnell, right? <laughs> if you got great hair like Matt does, you don't want to shave it. I don't know if he had to do that just to make the weight against uh, Matias uh, Nicolau here. He's a sizable dog. I thought Matt Schnell was maybe in the, the fight of the year uh, this year. So he's shown some ability to come back from dicey situations. What do you make of this matchup here? Because it feels like, again, big underdog for Matt at plus $3. Yeah, first of all, I, it's wild to me that people keep making weight by cutting their hair. Nobody's <laughs> hair weighs that much, right? Am, am I wrong? Um, m- maybe it does. My mind doesn't weigh that much. But, no. <laughs> uh, you know, besides the point, Matthews Nicolau, I actually think it's a terrible matchup here for Matt Schnell for a couple of reasons. First of all, I agree with you. Matt Schnell, one of the fight of the year candidates against Sumu Derji. But the reason that fight was so good is because I've got a real problem with Matt Schnell's game planning. Like, there's no way he should have been in there boxing with Sumu Derji. Right. The best part about Matt Schnell's game is his ground game. It, it's both his submission offense, even if he's on his back, or his, his takedowns. And the problem here is he's in a fight with a guy in Matthews Nicolau who I already think is better on the ground than Schnell is. So even Schnell's best part of his game and the part that he should go to all the time, I don't think he's got that option here against Nicolau. And I'm not even sure he would use it if he could. <laughs> so, you know, the, the problem with me and why I see Nicolau is a big favorite here is I just don't think Schnell is going to go to the things that work. And I don't think he really all has that much ability to. Um, so, yeah, give, give me Nicolau on the money line there, even though it's big. Maybe that's just parlay fuel for something. Got about 90 seconds to go. I got, got to get your thoughts on the uh, co-main and the main event. RDA back in there against Brian Barbarana here. Obviously, talk about workers here. These are two guys that can grind you out. Barbarina is going to keep coming forward to try to get you out. What do you make of the co-main? I love Bam Bam. I love him so much. But the fact of the matter is he's a guy who got out-wrestled by Jason Witt and, and lost a fight to Jason Witt. You're getting out-wrestled by RDA. If you got out-wrestled by Jason Witt, I'm sorry. I, I just can't see a path to victory for him here. As long as RDA chooses to use his wrestling and chooses to use his ground game, I think he spends almost 50 minutes in top control here. Yeah, that's what it is. You can grind a guy out like RDA can. He's done it to, to some of the best in the world. Main event time, Wonderboy Thompson against Kevin Holland here. We we expect it to be kickboxing, right? But I, I remember like the, the Colby Covington fight against uh, uh, Kamaru Usman. You know, we were expected a wrestling match. We got stand-up. Could we see something different? Or are we going to get what we expect? I think you're going to get kickboxing, but I think you're going to get a different variety of it than a lot of people think. A lot of people think this is going to be like a fun, stylistic kickboxing match. I think you're going to see Wonderboy be very smart defensively and pick apart Kevin Holland from distance. Wonderboy doesn't lose to people who choose to stand and strike with him. Maybe Kevin Holland is going to try to use that ground game. I don't know that it's going to work because Kevin Holland is not all that great of a wrestler. And if he chooses to kickbox with Wonderboy for 25 minutes, I think you're going to see a very frustrated Kevin Holland and a Stephen Wonderboy Thompson who is not going to be goaded into his, his mouth and his game plan. So I love Stephen Wonderboy Thompson here. And I'll say this, 
I love him even more by decision. Ooh, take that plus money. Dan, appreciate it as always, my friend. I want to thank Kevin Ioli, Jordan Sherwood, and Luke Finacaro. Enjoy the fights. First strike on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Thanks for watching First Strike. Of course, subscribe on YouTube. And we always have First Strike First Look for you each and every Tuesday as we give you the best of the numbers before we get to First Strike each and every Friday. So download on iHeart, Apple, or your favorite podcast. Thanks for watching First Strike on VC, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.